Welcome to the podcast that is all about self-employment. We'll be sharing expertise on getting started, getting noticed, and getting it right, as well as dealing with getting it wrong. Your host, Julia Kermode, will help you get ahead so you get the success you deserve. founder of Grounded Circus, which is um, a collective that provides cabaret acts and performers to events. And actually, really interestingly, Rowan is currently on tour at the moment, so, so we're really pleased to have him with us. Really warm welcome, Ro- Rowan. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Afternoon. Yeah, I'm coming to you from a field in the middle of Yorkshire at the moment. Hello. I mean, it's it sounds like amazing fun, and this whole this whole kind of way of life is completely different to, to anything I, I'm used to, and I and I guess quite a few of our listeners as well. So tell us what is Grounded Circus in particular? What is Circo Me- Circo Media? I think I've got that right. Correct me if I haven't. <laughs> yeah, and, you may and why why did you why did you choose to set up? What's it all about? So. So Grounded Circus is a company that provides uh, cabarets and circus to corporate events, festivals, theatres, all sorts of things. We kind of run ourselves a bit like an agency, so we produce shows where we send off our best performers that are available for that show, or sometimes somebody will get in touch with us being like, we want a fire performer for our wedding who can also walk around on stilts for an hour, and we'll go through our and we'll find somebody who is amazing and we'll send them off to that gig Brilliant. and take commission on that. Fantastic. And th- those those two skills sound quite different to me, but do you, I guess you must have multi-skilled people on your books that do all sorts of things. Oh, absolutely. It's really normal for circus performers to do a million and one things at once. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so tell us about Circa Media then. What what is what is that? Is is that kind of the the profession, if you like, of being a circus performer? So Circa Media is a school, uh, a circus ah. school in Bristol. Okay. So there's circus schools all over Europe. There's only two in the UK. Yeah. There's one in London and one in Bristol. Circa Media was started back in the late seventies, I believe. It was the first okay. circus school in the UK. Okay. Back when there weren't that many of yeah. them. And now it is a fully accredited education establishment. So you can go there and get a real degree in circus. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I wish wish I'd had that opportunity. Well, actually, to be fair, I don't have the physical ability. So I I don't even know why why I'm pretending it could have been something I would have ever done. So how how did you get into it then? Because it's a bit bit of an unusual kind of choice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I started down the theatre audition yeah. school route theatre kid and I was like I'm gonna be an actor <laughs> and I didn't know if I was gonna be on stage or screen yeah. and when I was in sixth form with my drama group I worked with one of the biggest companies in the world at the moment one of the biggest contemporary circus companies no fit state wow, okay. and they took us away from the exam blues for two weeks <laughs> working with these incredible artists yeah. that had just been back from Hong Kong and New York and they've been touring the entire world with this glamorous life and little short 17 year old me was looking (laughs) up at the sky watching these people swing around above me and standing on their hands and after every show you'd get post-show blues where for a few like a week afterwards you're like oh sad that's Mm. over 
for me it was a solid month of going straight back into the usual life of yeah. a teenager with exams yeah. and whatnot and I thought I, I don't want to go back to yeah. this I don't want to go back to real life so I didn't <laughs> and I found found circus classes that were sort of nearby started going to some acrobatics lessons wow. discovered a school in Bristol circus media yeah. and applied fell in love with the city fell in love with the school and it was between acting schools that I'd gotten into or circus media and the choice was clear for me I know you you set up grounded circus while while you were still studying didn't you what what kind of led you to do to do that uh so me and my business partner Tristan set up grounded in our first year of uni together we were <laughs> he might have me for saying this we were awful at circus <laughs> we were really <laughs> don't, don't say that <laughs> we were really quite bad and I think it's it, it was us trying to get ahead of the game okay. it was us trying sure that we had something waiting for us when we graduated like yeah. a small name no matter how big it was just some sort of company that we could feel a little bit more yeah. set up in the game to go straight into and I really do think it's like it's impressive that we got any gigs that first year <laughs> that we were performing <laughs> together as grounded but over the years we have become better businessmen we have an amazing network of performers that has just grown and grown and the people around us are so talented incredible and now we have a name for ourselves as pretty high skilled contemporary circus company so if people book us they know that they're getting brilliant. good performers and good business brilliant because i think you've been set up i think you set up in 2018 so that puts you at about three years old depending on on the timing of, of kind of getting set up so that's that's fantastic to go from something that when you're thinking back on it you you think perhaps you weren't as good as you could have been but now you've got that reputation i mean that's that's incredible how how have you achieved that uh so interestingly i was having a chat with somebody about this the other day <laughs> uh covid i, I don't want yeah. to use big c word already oh, We're no. like i know it's in. all right <laughs> <laughs> We will be getting to it, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. So, so well, we need, to it. <laughs> we need success stories from COVID anyway. So, so, Has so you... anybody heard about COVID? Yeah, yeah. What, what is that? <laughs> so, so, so that, that kind of... Um... It catapulted us. Brilliant. Okay. Some, yeah. Some people were asking me if it was really difficult for us. And of course... All of our work got cancelled. We just applied for yeah. funding to make a new show and it was our first one that we got funding and we'd received a big chunk of money to oh. have two weeks in a room to create something and then perform it. And it was so oh. exciting. And all of that got cancelled. It was in the first week of COVID. The first oh, week of the lockdown. Oh, no. You must uh, have been gutted. It, it was horrible. It was heart-wrenching. Yeah. But we panicked and we thought, we're about to lose momentum this was yeah. meant to be our big first graduating year of being out into the real world grounded being able to commit 100 percent to this yeah and we thought what can we do to keep this momentum going so yeah. we did an online cabaret so we did a live stream show over facebook and we basically got different acts from all over the uk and some internationally mm. and everybody sent in their acts remotely and we put them all together and I compared it live so it would be a playback wow. 
and then in between it would be me talking being yeah. funny being gobby making jokes and then on to the next <laughs> act yeah we managed to get hundreds of screens watching from all over the world You're we kidding. managed to raise loads of money to split between the performers who had just had their entire work cancelled at oh, the drop of yeah. a hat and that we did two of these shows over the lockdown those two live stream shows brought us to new audiences and gave us the biggest audiences we'd ever had and made us able to book acts from entirely different circles from all over the place and that gave us a bigger name than we'd ever had and i i I go places i went down to cornwall a couple of months back to train Mm. in a space there and i walked in and people were like oh you're the guy from that internet show. <laughs> and Amazing. the entire training space had got together and watched it and made wow. a load of popcorn, made food and donated money as well. And they were like, yeah, we loved it. All of our oh friends watched God. it. And I was like, I, I was gobsmacked. You're famous. You're famous. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's you, you've it's done happening. it. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've worked hard for this. <laughs> that is that is so brilliant. So I guess, I mean, we're... Were the people watching it, were they, were they kind of fellow performers or were they members of the public who just wanted cheering up? I mean, do you, do you know who was watching it? Both. So we had managed okay. to get out to <laughs> see this was a marketing trick. Quite often. Oh, excellent. Tell, <laughs> <laughs> tell us. Tell us your secret, Rowan. <laughs> Quite often for uh, our cabarets were limited by price, location, and availability. So the performers were able to book, were only able to book a few kind of well-known names, like really polished, well, all of the performers we work with are polished and amazing, but the kind of higher budget acts, we can only book a few in a show. Me and Tristan got together at the start of that cabaret and we thought, who is our dream cast? And every single one said yes. Because suddenly location wasn't an issue because it was online. Price wasn't an issue because nobody cared about money anymore. And everybody just wanted something to do and a reason to smile. And availability, everyone was free. And on that location, it wasn't just from one pool around us. It wasn't just from a local pool with Mm -hmm. a certain group of friends that will watch and their families that will watch. Suddenly we were all over the UK with loads of different social circles tuning in and each of those people sharing the events or sharing the posts would kind of branch out to a different area. So we managed to get, yes, there was uh, quite a few performers and kind of industry creatives watching, Mm -hmm. but we managed to get out to a lot of people who had never interacted with Grounded before in terms of like families and their kids and Fantastic. And you, you you wanted, I guess, people from the industry anyway to kind of grow your name there, but also kind of the, the wider audience as well. I assume, do you still have a link to it, by the way? Because if you do, I'll put it in the notes that go with the podcast. So the show itself, we don't have mm-hmm. a link to up anymore. Oh, never mind. Okay. Because a lot of the acts on there are people's livelihoods that they're going back into trying to sell. Yeah, makes so, sense. Yeah. People are starting to perform again. Uh, some people yeah. not want like their entire thing up there. But 
loads of pictures and whatnots and highlight reels up on the internet. Actually, I was looking on your website and there's there's loads of really interesting um, pictures and that sort of thing on there. So definitely we'll we'll have a have a link to that. So so yeah. So coming back to how you got started then, um, you you got started whilst you were at university. Um, and so in terms of was it easy to to get set up? And I'm just thinking of, of our listeners. They might be thinking of starting whatever whatever business they they mm. they've got in mind i mean was tell us a bit about kind of that side of things uh yes <laughs> short answer yes <laughs> it doesn't seem like a long time ago <laughs> well it obviously can't have been too awful then you're obviously not traumatized by no by not at all i think for <laughs> us we didn't set up as a kind of limited company back mm. then it was really just operating as a bunch of self-employed friends running a circuit collective. Yeah. Sounds like it might have started as quite an informal sort of thing, and then, yeah. and then, compared, com- thinking back to that to where you are today, must be quite like I don't even remember what we were doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, the simpler times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess now you're fully fledged businessman, running, running, running your your organisation, running the company, right? I still don't think of myself as that. <laughs> and yeah, I, I kind of we've only met today, but I kind of knew that would be your reaction. <laughs> you're just like, no, I'm I'm into circus. That's what I do. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is still just a hobby that's gone a bit too far. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant, though. I mean, can you imagine ever doing anything else, though? No, not really. <laughs> not really. I found my skill set and I found my passion. Brilliant, brilliant. I'm, I'm still, I'm still so young as well, so that might be an entirely naive answer. No, but no, there's, there's no reason why, why not? I mean, you know, plenty of people that are older who are working for themselves are working, doing what they, doing what they love, and it just makes life so much easier. If you, if you get up every day and you're happy with why you're getting up every day and what you're going to do, I mean, that's, that's just brilliant. I mean, what, yeah. what's been your proudest moment then so far? I've already been over the lockdown live streams yeah those that was amazing those were some of the proudest moments for me to make lemon out of no make lemonade out of not lemons (laughs) something like that i know i I know exactly what you mean (laughs) but also uh proudest moments were just some of the big cabarets that we did we also did a show for extinction rebellion uh in between Ah, yes in between yeah. the first and second lockdowns, we did a big show along the Bristol Harbour side in the beaming sun. And there were wow. hundreds and hundreds of people that came across this show right in the yeah. centre of the city. And we booked some absolutely incredible acts. And it was our first live show back after the oh, pandemic. Wow. And it was just a gorgeous, heartwarming moment watching these performers with smiles on their faces in yeah. front of an audience who were so hooked because they were just gagging for live shows yeah. at that point yeah and yeah as well that was a really proud moment yeah and and I guess also I, I guess when you set up you didn't necessarily expect to be involved in anything with a kind of political or social agenda but obviously this this big event um obviously was something that you that you wanted to do and and yeah it's it sounds amazing and the crowd must have been fantastic ah oh, it was incredible we've got pictures of it all over the social media stuff but yeah. along Bristol Harvest side there's this 
gorgeous, gorgeous old wooden boat that kind of looks a bit like a pirate ship. And the crowd was sat in front of that <laughs> with the sun glaring over these people doing incredible acrobatics. And it was just the most breathtaking sight to see. I was, oh, I was, oh it was great. Amazing. Totally amazing. And and like now you're kind of on tour and we, we spoke before I hit record and you're you're kind of um talking to us from, from Yorkshire at the moment. And just for our listeners, this was at the time in July when we've had the really, really hot heat wave. So you must have been a really chuffed to have got through performing in, in that weather, I'm thinking, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> the show that I'm touring at the moment is a big top kind of traditional show. So what a lot of I do, a lot of what I do is in theatres or corporate events, mm. that kind of thing. This is the first time that I've toured with a traditional tent show. Okay. And the heat, as I said, turned the tent into an absolute sauna. It must <laughs> have been a nightmare. <laughs> if it's 25 outside, it's at least 35 inside the tent. Wow. Oh yeah. my god. So, so now, now you've done that. You know you can perform in those conditions. Then I guess the sky's the, the sky's the limit, right? <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, usually two shows a day here, and wow. performing six, seven days a week, and it's really taught me how to perform in pretty much any condition. So I can just, yeah. if one morning I'm feeling particularly groggy and my body's aching. I just have to snap out of it and be like, right yeah. on stage in 15 minutes, sort it out. Yeah, you, the, the show must go on, <laughs> yeah. as, as they say. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. Sorry, that's really cheesy. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, what what does the future hold then? You, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds to me like you can't imagine doing anything else. But, um, but yeah, what, what, what are your thoughts around the future? Are you just cruising, see what happens or? <laughs> yes, floating by. Um, well, there's always the question of longevity in circuit. Yeah. Um, our bodies. Well, it's been around for years, so. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But, well, contemporary circus is on the up. It's bigger than it's ever been. Uh, which is amazing, but also the longevity of mm. our bodies. My body won't be able yes. to stand on one hand forever. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. Many people that I know have suffered with many different injuries, which means they've had to take a different oh. role in circus or learn, learn a slightly less physical skill. Um, yeah. But luckily for me, I am very passionate about the business side of circus. So as well yeah. as being in these cabarets and doing my thing, standing on one hand, I also know that when the time comes in 15, 20, 30 years, I take yeah. a step back and go into just running the business and producing okay. shows, directing the shows. And I think maybe Brilliant. in my future, that's that's where I'm headed to kind of directing circus rather than performing it. Brilliant. I can't believe you've got a plan for like 20 years time, 20 or 30 years time. I think that's, I think that's incredible. Um, and I suppose it makes sense because otherwise you, you must be so aware of the physical aspects of what you do. So you, that, I guess your, the, your physical strength is, is one of your major kind of selling points. Yeah. Um, so you've got to look yeah, after it. Absolutely. It's a lot of body upkeep and trying to make sure that I don't, wake up with various aches and pains i suppose 
as a as a consumer, like people going to to these these shows, I suppose people don't really stop and think the impact on the performers and kind of what you have to do to look after yourself, so you're fit to perform again the next day or even the same time later the yeah. same day. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. I mean, um, and so in terms of kind of running the business and and that side of things, um, and. Think, thinking back to when when you set up, which must have been um, a nightmare, juggling that along with your kind of third year exams, I think it was. Was that a circus um, pun? I mean, have you got juggling that? <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. You are it wasn't. on fire oh, today. <laughs> I am. I am. That is amazing. I, w- I wish I'd planned that. Um, but but what advice have you got, kind of, for anyone looking to 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 start their own business? The most tempting thing about being self employed is uh, giving yourself the days off and giving yourself the rest days and mm. being able to procrastinate so much. It's the most kind of attractive part of being self-employed and it's the most dangerous part of being self-employed. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think, I always say you get out of your business as much as you put in, especially with being self-employed. Yeah. You can give yourself the discipline and give yourself kind of the deadlines and the numbers and your ability to stick to them and to put in as much as you can and to stick to a five or six day work week where whatever you're able to mm-hmm. is going to be dependent on the success that you have later on in your business so just yeah yeah, yeah. working your butt off when you feel like you need to and yeah yeah discipline being disciplined yourself yeah totally because the the success or not is down to you and we, we all procrastinate at times don't we but um but if you spend too much time procrastinating then then you have to <laughs> kind of give yourself a good talking to because otherwise you won't you won't achieve what what you kind of want to um so I think I think that's a really good point the other good point um that you just mentioned was about taking time off because I think uh, I don't want to say COVID again but but people <laughs> people who've been working from home in the last kind of year and 18 months or so it's really hard to switch yeah. off um from from work for a lot of people and I think that's doubly hard when you're setting up your own business so so yeah I totally agree with you you do need to make sure that 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 you take breaks don't you yeah absolutely I know many performers who have got really really carried away with the world opening up again Mm. so quite a few of my friends have said yes to every single gig offer that's come in from every site and it means that the entire next four months they haven't got a day off oh my god that's because there's this this like fear that oh the world's not coming back the entertainment industry won't be what yeah. it was and now they're like yes 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 I'll take that and you need to leave time for yourself you can't get excited by every yeah. work offer that comes yeah. in yeah no that that's true and I guess um in in your line of work um burnout physically is also a risk as well as kind of mental burnout so so. Oh. For us, we're all about celebrating um, self-employment and, and the different kind of things that people do when they're when they're working for themselves. And I just think you're a really good example of that because you you do something you love. You started it at university. You've you've kind of got you you're already successful. You've got a successful business. In fact, do you see the business kind of keeping on growing? Um, you know how how do you juggle your time? 
performing versus your time working on the business? That is a very hard thing to juggle. Uh, mm. Sorry, I said juggle again. You did say, I said it as well. <laughs> I thought I'd run with it. Sorry. I cracked a little smirk <laughs> yeah. because you said it. <laughs> uh, it is hard. Uh, so this contract that I've got at the moment with the touring show is as me, Rowan Kay circus performer which means while i'm here i don't have as much time to commit to grounded and kind of getting shows off the ground we've got grounded off the ground (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna let that go but you know (laughs) uh the lucky thing is is that i work with a business partner and both of us can kind of pick up the slack when we need Mm to yeah so if I, we always say that none of us are ever working at 100 percent. okay good yeah so it's usually 70 30 and it fluctuates month to month each of us will take the reins wherever we need to and depending on the availability and the busy schedule of the other one yeah which is very 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 useful yeah and that's that's brilliant actually having someone to kind of share the load with and as you say when you're busier he can take up the slack and and vice versa um and i i guess I mean, do you have to kind of do a lot of scheduling or does it happen a bit more, a bit easier than that? Do you have to run things past him before you accept gigs or? It usually works by ear and by the month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll always happen with a conversation before a project. So what yeah. we tend to do is if a big project comes in or a booking comes in, one of us will take the reins on that. So we always yeah. have like a primary producer and then an assistant role and brilliant basically however busy either of us is are uh we will take on different projects as we're able to kind of thing fantastic so so it's it's amazing so then when you're away like you are at the moment on tour you're not having to worry too much about about what's going on in the business I'm well sure you're keeping an eye on stuff but <laughs> <laughs> he's on tour with me <laughs> ah okay so you're both in it together right now <laughs> that's well that's good that's that's fantastic because then you you're now kind of working working there together so you kind of know you you kind of know what's going on and I expect then you've got stuff scheduled for later in the year um that that kind of you don't need to be worrying about right now any kind of words of wisdom to finish (laughs) (laughs) uh words of wisdom do what you love even if it means it will be a shock to your parents ah yes (laughs) Uh, yeah shock your parents parent that that's the job of parents right they 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 yeah, are there to yeah, be yeah. shocked <laughs> when, I, when i told my mum or oh, when i went to uni for the first year every time i'd come home she'd kind of be like mm, are you really doing this are you, are you really going to a circus <laughs> school it, it's not gonna be a business <laughs> and she'd say it very delicately and she did not trust my career choice whatsoever until she came to see one of the grounded shows we managed to go back home to the venue where i first did the project with the show that inspired me to get into circus and the woman that ran that project got in touch with me because she knew that i was doing circus now and she said do you need to bring your company to do a show here my mum came to watch that cabaret show the grounded show and for the first time ever she was like i understand Stand while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah. You're good at it, and I'm seeing you kind of blossom. And 
she was proud of me as a circus performer. Oh, fantastic. Because she must have been, a, I don't know, it, it must be hard to be fair because it, it, it is so, so niche. And, you know, I guess from from a parent's perspective or even friends or, or, or other relatives or whatever, they, they're just trying to look after your best interests. But you must have known in your heart of hearts that this is what you wanted to do. And you, I suppose you had nothing to lose by giving mm-hmm. it a go. Oh, I'm stubborn. So if I say I'm going to do something and make success out of it, <laughs> even if people doubt me, that fuels me more. I'm like, oh, well, now I've really got to make something of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's really good because you're using your determination um, to, to kind of get get what you want. Um, I, I love that. So, so yeah, I guess um, to be successful then for, for you, you're very driven, got that motivation and, and that determination, right? Hopefully. I like to think so. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I've been taking the last few years thinking, and it it seems to be going somewhere, which is really yeah. No, it's it's fantastic. I'm I'm convinced you've got a huge successful um life ahead of you, although you've already achieved so much. So so yeah, keep keep in touch. Um, and let let us know how how you're getting on. But massive thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you for listening to All About Self Employment, hosted by Julia Kermode. For more information on today's discussion, please visit iwork.co.uk, where you can also join our growing community. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you did, then we would love you to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week.